Welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope you guys are all having a terrific day today. Thank you again for supporting Health Masters. I got a lot of emails over the night and uh, just people sending me stuff, encouragement emails, which is always nice to get, and uh, other emails just kind of updating me on certain things. And somebody sent me an article, and it, it reminded me, because we posted the article a couple months ago, but of course, you know, when you deal with this much news a lot of times, all of us have a tendency to forget certain things that come about and are reported on. And it's funny because as so many people are continuing to just shudder and fear and California shuts down and all these other states are shutting down and completely ruining their retail businesses and small businesses in their entire state. The article came to mind and somebody sent this to me again and it was back from August 29th and it was from the New York Times, ironically enough. And it's funny because this article got hardly any coverage whatsoever when it came out. I remember I said that when it originally came out and it still didn't. We were ones the only people who reported on it. Now people are starting to report on this article again because they're calling out the lies that we're seeing with these alleged increased cases all over the country. And it was the New York Times who said up to 90% of the people testing positive with a standard COVID-19 test carried barely any virus whatsoever, thus diagnosing huge numbers of people who may be carrying relatively insignificant amounts of virus are not likely to be contagious. And they go on to say the PCR test, which does not provide feedback on how contagious an infected patient is, is simply a yes or no if there's a virus. It simply amplifies genetic matter from a virus in a cycle. The number of amplification cycles needed to find the virus, called the cycle threshold, is never included in the results. And three sets of testing data that include cycle thresholds compiled by officials in Massachusetts, New York, and Nevada, over 90% of the people testing positive carried barely any virus and were likely to not even be contagious. This is from the New York Times, guys. Uh, multiple other people commented on it you know, when it came out. But again, I'm bringing this up to show you this is what they're talking about. This is why the lie keeps going further. And what's wild, and this is what's really wild, now we have the news from the FDA. If you guys saw this yesterday now, the FDA released in their first peer-reviewed report on the COVID vaccine from Pfizer that six people died during the vaccine trial. But... It's completely unrelated to the vaccine, what they say. Two of the individuals that died got the actual vaccine. Four of the individuals that died so far got the placebo. So they said there's no correlation whatsoever. The vaccine didn't cause it. Doesn't matter that one of the people died from a heart attack three days after the vaccine. Completely unrelated. Nothing to see here. Line up and get your jab. So that's not surprising what the FDA does. And now the CNN has come out and put out a giant, uh, basically, propaganda piece and rolled out an article on the COVID vaccine saying that Americans should not be alarmed if people start dying after taking the vaccine because the deaths may occur that necessarily don't have anything to do with the vaccine. Well, isn't that basically what we're having happen right now with the alleged COVID cases because of the test? Somebody dies in a car accident? They get nose swabbed post-mortem on the table in the morgue. They test positive because they have a virus in their system. So it's a COVID death. 
that what we're going to start seeing right now with the vaccine? Highly probable this is what they're doing with the numbers, and now they can come in, see, and when we start having all these side effects and increase in deaths from the vaccine, they can then downregulate it with the COVID deaths that are occurring and say, no, 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 you guys understand, this isn't what's going on here. These are COVID deaths. This has nothing to do with the vaccine whatsoever. The deaths are completely unrelated, and they can slowly taper down the death toll from COVID and roll in COVID vaccine deaths to offset it. This appears to be what they're planning on doing with this, as I went into detail yesterday about what the side effects were that the FDA even admitted on page 16 of slide 16 of their manual and assessment that they were going through three weeks ago. This is something that's very, very interesting. And so, again, I encourage everybody, continue to get the truth out there, continue to wake people up. This is the last chance we have for America to say, no, we're not going to consent to this then. You know, Austin, what's interesting to me is this. When they do these, quote-unquote, double-blind clinical research studies, they have X amount of people into what's called a control group, in which they give them a placebo, which is like sugar water or saline or whatever, you know, what they're going to do, depending if it's oral or if it's an injection. And then they have the other group that gets the actual vaccine or the actual product they're trying to get approved through the FDA. Here's the problem. When you take a product like... Let's say uh, you take this vaccine and you've got the fetal cells and all the other stuff in it. And, you, you know, you've got like, let's say, 100 ingredients. And then you add this DNA, RNA changing portion of the vaccine that's supposed to allow you to produce antibodies against the vaccine. The placebo could be everything in that vaccine except for the RNA. Now, listen to me for a second. The RNA vaccine changing you is the only thing deleted from the placebo. In other words, the placebo is going to have squalene. It's going to have fetal cells. It's going to have aluminum. It's going to have, you know, it's going to have mercury. It's going to have all these other toxic elements in it. So when you inject a person with this vaccine and they inject a person with almost the vaccine, the results are almost the same. And so there's no statistical significance because these side effects are many times caused by the adjuvants added into the vaccine. That's how they fudge the factors. Instead of going in and saying we're going to basically use saline and inject a person with nothing but you know sterilized saline water versus the vaccine, they don't do that. So they are allowed to use a placebo, which is going to induce a reaction just similar to the vaccine. Now they're saying, well, two people died, but they weren't injected, you know, and four people died, and they weren't injected, and six people died, but they weren't injected, they got the placebo, or whatever they say. It doesn't make any difference. They can fudge those numbers. Just like they changed the election results. All of a sudden, subject A got the real vaccine, and he died. Subject B got the real vaccine, he died. Subject D, well, how about, let's say, subjects one through six all died after they got the vaccine. No, no, no. Let's change the numbers on the statistics here. Let's change the input into the computer, and let's say that they all got the saline shot, and they all died anyhow from other causes. That's how simple it is to fudge data in a research study. So then it becomes statistically insignificant that this vaccine causes death. This is how they get so many drugs and compounds approved through the Food and Drug Administration. This is why 50% of the drugs that are approved through the FDA 
either have to have their warning labels changed or take it off the market within five years because of the horrible, horrible side effects that were never anticipated because the research studies basically lied. They completely lie in many, many cases. Not all of them. You still have some legitimate researchers out there that try to do the right type of research. But remember when that one study was done with autism a few years ago with the FDA and the CDC? And they found out that these black boys who are getting the basically the HD MMR shot were coming down with autism at these alarmingly high rates. They came in and they shredded the research. One of the studies proved this thing caused autism in black boys. And they came in, the head of director of the facility came in and demanded everybody bring all the research studies. And they literally had a big shredding session, you know, in a big giant garbage can in the middle of the room to make sure that none of this research saw the light of day. This is how corrupt it is, guys. Period. Now, now we've got to ask ourselves another question, too. This is a really important one. You know, you know, when we have people like, you know, Sir Francis Boyle, who actually wrote the Biological Weapons Treaty, coming out and saying that the COVID vaccine is a bioweapon, and the COVID itself is a bioweapons. And, you know, this is the creator of the U.S. Bioweapons Act. He's actually warning us that this product is a bioweapon. Now, we have to ask our next question. This week, I did a big show, the show on Monday. I talked about how one of the top Israeli generals said that the United States had been working with, and Israel had been working with, extraterrestrials for many, many decades. Now, if you missed that show on Monday, you can go back and listen to it. I'll give you the full documentation, who the guy was, et cetera, et cetera. Now, what's interesting about that, we have to ask ourselves a question. You know, we have a battle in this universe against good and evil, period. In other words, we have God, our God, the great I Am, who basically created the heavens and the earth. And then we have these other lesser gods with little g's. They're not real gods, by the way. They're just wanting to be. They're like wannabe gods. And they can't create life. Now, they can take life, and they can change it. They can alter DNA. They can hybrid seeds. And if you read in the book of Enoch, it warned about doing that. And if you read in the Old Testament, it warns about mingling the seed. It warns about doing this and changing DNA. It tells you not to do this. Now you say, well, what does this have to do with what's going on with the vaccine? Well, we've got to ask ourselves a question here, since you basically have asked me this question of what does this have to do with vaccines? I'm using a little bit of a stretch here for you guys. You know, does God want you to take the vaccine? There you go. That's a good, that's a question. I mean, the great I am. Did the great I am say to you, your immune system is totally and completely inadequate. I need you to take this vaccine that's created by, well, if we believe that the international world rulers are basically dealing with an entity they call Einsoff, who's a snake in a tree, who are Kabbalists, and they're Luciferians, and they're an entity against God, then we have to think that perhaps this demon God they have is the one who is behind this vaccination campaign. You say, well, that's a big stretch, Ted. Well, no, it's not. No, it's not. If we know these guys want a 90% reduction of the population of the planet because their lesser God has issued that edict, and this lesser God has given them this RNA technology to inject into human beings to destroy our DNA, to change us into something else, to basically alter us from a biological life form that we currently are, why would we have to say it can't be a spiritual battle again? Think through this with me for a second. If you read the Old Testament, if, if you read in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 30, God's really clear on all of this stuff. He goes, 
verse 11. I'm going to read you part of it. Now what I'm commanding you today is not too difficult or beyond your reach. It's not up in heaven so that you have to ask who will ascend into heaven and get it and proclaim it to us so we may obey it. He goes, see I stand before you to, to say I stand before you today, life, prosperity, death, and destruction. I, excuse me, I have to repeat that. See I set before you today. He's giving you a choice. Life and prosperity or death and destruction. So he's giving you an opportunity here. What are you going to do? For I command you today to love the Lord, your God, to walk in obedience to him and keep his commandments, decrees and laws. Then you will live in increase, and the Lord your God will bless you in the land you are entering to possess. Verse 17. But if, you, if your heart turns away and you are not obedient, and if you are drawn away to bow down to other gods and worship them like the snake in a tree, I'm adding that, I declare to you this day that you will certainly be destroyed. You will not live long in the land you are crossing the Jordan to enter and possess. Now, this is my favorite portion of all this. In verse 19, it says, This day I call that that you that I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. And then God said, life. Yes, he, he tells the Israelites, you know, you can be blessed and have great life and prosperity, or you can be cursed and die. And he has to say to them, now choose life so that your children may live and that you may love the Lord God, listen to his voice and hold fast to him. For the Lord is your life, and he will give you many years in the land sworn to your fathers. Now, here's the thing, guys. Really important to understand this. You know, God gave us specific rules in the Old Testament. Now, they're principles, because, you know, we're under a new covenant now. God's relationship to man completely changed after the New Testament. Man's relationship to man completely changed after the New Testament, right? The sanitary laws never changed after the New Testament, and the dietary laws never changed after the New Testament. I mean, we're told to do certain things, like if we use the bathroom, and I'm being very clear with you, I'll tell you, I'll tie this together with vaccines in a minute, to take it outside of the camp and bury it, and not to be basically, you know, having to deal with your own sewage. We're told basically there's certain foods like pork that are really, really unhealthy to eat. We know now they massively increase the rate of cancer. We know all that stuff, and God tells us not to eat that. So here's the question we have to ask ourselves. If we know that God is warning us against what this evil thing, this entity is going to do, and he's telling us to choose life and obey his commandments rather than choosing death, and he gives you the cliff notes and tells you to obey him and choose life, then why would we think that this COVID vaccine is another is something else than that again? We this happens all the time. The Bible says in the New Testament if, if you if basically if, if you're willing and obedient you shall eat the fruit of the land I believe it says that in the Old Testament and, but, the, it's, but it's very clear about this God basically is not in charge of this planet as far as the governmental figures are concerned he doesn't he's, he's omnipresent over it he's kind of like letting us run a simulation down here I guess you could call it in, in which he's trying to determine what we're going to do and what we're not going to do and so it's him telling us what to do and us whether we're obedient or not listening to him okay so if if we know that we now have a biological weapon we've been told that by so many people that they want to inject in us why in the world do we think it's okay with god to do this and do you think this is of god now that's how i tied it together so it's either good or evil it's either of god or it's not of god that's how i look at this this is not of God. This is something they're doing to us 
to basically destroy the human population. So we've got to ask ourselves, if they're doing this to destroy the human population, are we going to give them the opportunity to do that to us? Are we going to allow them to inject us to destroy God's creation because the evil one wants them to do it? Yeah, it goes back to be about that simple, guys. Let's, let's make it a little simpler to do. Does God want you to eat pork? No, he told you not to. Does Satan want you to eat pork? Oh, yeah, he does. Absolutely, because he knows it will kill you. He knows it will increase your blood pressure. He knows it will increase the rates of cancer. He knows the World Health Organization has already said it's the number one cause of cancer globally. You know, Satan knows all that. He understands that. So God's saying to you, choose life or choose death. And that's kind of like this vaccine, isn't it? We can choose to take the vaccine, which is death, or we can choose life and eat clean and do what God tells us to do. It doesn't say in the New Testament or in the Old Testament any place, thou shalt take the coronavirus vaccine when it's administered to you. No, it doesn't say that. So we have to ask ourselves a question, and we've got to go back to the spiritual thing and to the scriptural grounds. And we've got to say, hey, is what we're doing with the current medical program in the United States helping us? No. We lead the world when it comes to heart disease, diabetes, and cancer. The leading cause of death on our children, age 14 and under, other than accidents, is cancer. We have the highest infant mortality rate of any industrialized country. That's the current state of the medical people here in the United States. We have autism, 1 in 37 children now, directly being induced into our population by the medical industrial complex. So now we're supposed to sit back and say, hey, I believe these guys are of God, and we need to trust them and let them inject a foreign RNA into our bodies that will rewrite our DNA. The answer is no. Choose life, choose death. So you can put that in there. You know, God basically is giving you the opportunity here to choose life again, and he does it all the time. And this is, last night, I, this morning, I had a friend of mine text me and said that, you know, he had awakened in the middle of the night and he really felt an urgent need to pray, and he got up and prayed. He said he'd never felt it that strong before. Let me share something with you guys. When you feel that urge, when God's calling you in that still small voice, and you can feel it that you need to get up and pray, or you need to go somewhere and pray, it doesn't matter if it's the middle of the day, the middle of the night, it doesn't matter when it is. If you feel that urge to pray, you pray. I can't tell you how many times Sharon and I, we've been driving down the road, and I'll say to her, we need to pray right now. Or we'll get up in the morning. We need to pray right now. We've prayed this morning for you guys. It's so important that you continue to hone, to sharpen your relationship with God. So when you hear his still small voice, when you know that he's basically calling you, that you have ears to hear and eyes to see, if that makes any sense. You've got to have a relationship with God. And that's what we talk about so much on this show. But guys, think about it. If we know that this planet is being run by evil entities that want to kill human beings. Why would we trust anything the secular press has to say that's promoted abortion, incest, transgenderism, homosexuality? I mean, all of the things that are complete opposites of what God talks about in his Bible as being good, they've promoted with their atavistic hatred of Jesus Christ. Why would we believe anything that they say to us, including taking this vaccine, which absolutely blows my mind that Christians everywhere will be lining up to this because of Romans 13. Let me share something about Romans 13 with you. You know, basically it's basically to submit to the government authority above you. It's what is basically the loose interpretation of it is. Now think about this stuff for a second. When this was written, the Christians were meeting in catacombs. The Christians were hiding out in the woods, and they were told they could not 
meet together and they could not talk about Jesus Christ. But they continued to violate that. Why? Because the call of God upon their life was in contradiction to what the government was saying. When the government says to you that pornography is legal, that doesn't mean you're supposed to look at it. When the government says to you that abortion is legal, that doesn't mean you're supposed to do it. So we've got to be careful under this Romans 13 stuff. And so many Christians, primarily Baptists, which I am one, will probably just line right up for this vaccine because they don't question the narrative. We've got to question the narrative. That's how we've got ourselves into this position. Austin, what do you think, buddy, and what's your next story? Uh, that's that's really well said, but I'm glad you brought that up on there. And that's the reason why more and more Christians have to start standing up to what's happening. They have to start speaking their mind. They have to start holding their convictions. That's right. Stop wearing a mask. Stop acting like a complacent peasant. Stop war- running around living in fear. It's been so troubling to me to see so many Christians that I knew. I mean, they've, they've always been, you know, fairly good Christians and people that I've always known have gotten so compliant and so fearful. And it's exactly what we said yesterday. The mind control and the fear propaganda that's on the mainstream television right now is very real. The propaganda and fear porn is very real. What they're talking about and what they're lying to you about is not necessarily real. (laughs) It's mostly lies. But the fear porn and the psychological operation they're putting forth on everybody is very real. I think a lot of people, Dad, don't fully appreciate how well some people can manipulate other people through psychological warfare. This is something that's been around for literally pretty much centuries, the art of psychological warfare. You go back to all the way to history books talking about as far as war aspects. This is one of the reasons why, and you can see this part of the movie Patriot, in the Revolutionary War, the Redcoats were getting so mad because the militia were having basically uh, guerrilla warfare is really where the first aspects of that came about. Remember, the Redcoats back in the day, they used to line up in fields and go muzzle to muzzle with each other. Still never understood that way of fighting. One of the dumbest ways you can fight in the world. Let's go stand out in a field with single-shot muzzle loaders, and we're just going to shoot each other until everybody's dead. Whoever, whoever has the least amount of dead people wins the battle out here. Like, okay, that's cool. There's, there was really no significant tactics to it. So what the militia found is they couldn't go muzzle to muzzle with the Redcoats in the middle of the field. It just wasn't working because there were two many of them, and they were very fast as well on those lines. That's how they trained, so they could reload and push forward with basically bounding with bounding groups. So what they found is, they started attacking them out in the woods. They started ambushing basically groups that were coming through, and they would knock out all their groups, and then they started targeting officers. It's what he says in the movie. He goes, well, they keep targeting our officers. This is basically unprofessional warfare. They should not be doing this. It's because the U.K. had this overreaching superior firepower because of the amount of men they had, so they always fought with this level of superiority. We're going to go muzzle to muzzle in the field. There's certain rules of engagement you do and don't do, and this is what you do. Well, the United States said, hey, guess what, guys? Um, this is the U.S. This is in England. We're not going to listen to you. We're just going to fight, and you know we're just going to keep fighting until we kill all of you. And so that's what happened. 
This is what people fail to understand. Psychological warfare is just like that. A lot of people look at everything on this almost one-dimensional plane. Well, this is what's going on. This is what's going on. This is what they said, so it's got to be true. No. Just because somebody said it doesn't make it true on mainstream media. That's why I continue to tell people all the time in this show, go do your own research. You don't have to believe me. Don't believe me at all. Go do your own research. That's the flip side of what the mainstream media says. They go, no, 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 You're not smart enough to do your own research. We're the journalists here. You believe what we tell you. Anything else is fake news. If we say it's fake news, that means it's fake news. It doesn't matter if you've done your own research and found it to be true. No, 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 no. If we said it's fake, then it's fake because we are the end-all, be-all. That's the difference. That's when you know somebody is lying to you. That's when you know somebody's manipulating you, when they refuse to allow you to use your own critical thinking and make your own decisions. They tell you how you're supposed to think and what you're supposed to believe. That is when you know you're being lied to and manipulated. And that's why I have told everybody, do the best you can to do your own research. And if you want to stop being manipulated, turn off the mainstream media because it is nothing but grade A propaganda designed to keep everybody in a state of fear and a state of compliance. Because remember, a fearful population is a very easy population to control. If they came out all of a sudden on CNN today and they said, you know what, guys, we're really sorry. We have pretty much found that this PCR test is not very accurate. A lot of the COVID deaths are not being, you know, accurately counted either. These are all being, everything's being a COVID death, basically. This whole thing has been completely and totally overblown. We're sorry for doing this. It would snap the narrative so hard on everybody. A lot of the American populace would go, are you serious right now? Do we, do we really just get lied to for the last 10 months? Do we really believe this? And see, what would happen is the narrative would start to change, and nobody would ever believe the mainstream media with any significant degree of confidence ever again. That is why they've had to double down on this agenda. That is why they're rolling out the vaccine full tilt. That is why every single mainstream news outlet comes out and says, the vaccine's very safe. Don't believe what you heard. Only six people died in the Pfizer test. That's completely insignificant. It wasn't related to the vaccine whatsoever. You need to get your shot. Go get your shot right now because you're a good, good citizen and good citizens get your shot. That's what they keep telling everybody because that is the only narrative play they have left. And that is why it's so important that everybody keep getting this information out there. That's why even Sharon on ST Brower and Instagram keeps putting information out there. That's why we do this show every day. That's why we have the articles on our website at Health Masters every single day because they're doubling down. Now, we, I just saw yesterday now the president travel, uh, the president of the travel company and said as Brent Blake went on Fox News yesterday and said basically traveler safety is top of the line for me and essentially we recommend get the vaccine because that's going to be able to help you get into foreign countries with minimal hassle and be ready to change your plans at any time if you have to do so so he's basically telling everybody right now you gotta get a vaccine if you're gonna travel that's what's gonna start happening and they don't care if it reduces the amount of people traveling, that reduces the amount of money in the airlines, and a lot of airlines go bankrupt, the bankers just come in and buy the airlines, and then they give the airlines more money. They'll, they'll write themselves another bonus deal. They'll write themselves another stimulus package. This is what was so ridiculous and why I got so mad. 
back in March with the stimulus deal, the $2.2 trillion deal, one of the largest, actually the largest stimulus package in recorded history, and it was all a complete and total lie as far as what it was going to. The American populace got $300 million out of that and a, and a stimulus check for $1,200 that went to like 70 million people or something like that. I mean, it was a joke. All the rest of the money went and fed the hospitals, basically, so they would continue to count up the COVID cases. And then where the rest of it go? Oh, it went to the, the Museum of National History. They needed $85 million for cleaning and sanitation. Oh, and the Department of Defense needed another $82 billion on that so they could make sure they had proper sanitation. Oh, that's right. And the FCC needed $400 million to help cover their employee costs and make sure everybody had adequate sanitation. Oh, that's right. And they had to give the bankers and all the companies more bailouts, including PPP loans, that now... A huge percentage of the population is now defaulting on because nobody ever anticipated back in March that we were still going to be having lockdowns by completely asinine, out-of-control governors in December of this year. I don't think anybody really thought that. I mean, we, nobody realized that we would have this level of tyranny encroach on the United States at this rapid of a pace, and majority of people aren't even doing anything about it. This is why I'd like, you know, Ian Fitt over there in New Jersey. He's been hammering. He's got a, a bunch of groups that he's got together now that are trying to help out with legal expenses for businesses that are opening up, that are trying to stay open in the midst of everything that's going on right now. That's why I've encouraged people. You're not alone in this. Stand up for your rights. Stand up for your ability to travel freely and stand up for your ability to have an income and run a business and stay afloat. And take this time as well to continue to stay in shape and exercise and watch your immune system and continue to just focus on what you need to focus on. Don't let all this fear porn get at you because that's what it's designed to do. Fear paralyzes you in most cases. Majority of people, when they become very, I'm very scared, they become paralyzed. This is why in military training, they constantly have to push the soldiers through constant training over and over and over again and as close to as possible of firefight training and realistic training because they have to make it so normal that you no longer really get scared in a firefight anymore. You just automatically, instinctually go back to your training. That's what they always see the term. They say, don't worry. When you deploy, you get out there. Your training will kick in. They do that to get rid of that fearful aspect of what's going to occur. The problem is most Americans had become so dumbed down and so scared, and so everything has become so politically correct. People are scared to even make a comment now on Facebook or make a, anything. I told you guys the other day about the incident that happened with my buddy over in Florida State. Basically, he got called in to the, a meeting, a meeting with the, basically the, um, the department, because the disciplinary department, because he was on Facebook and made a comment and used basically a dark skin emoji laughing face, and he, this guy's white. That's all he did. He used an emoji, an emoji, when they were discussing a bunch of topics. Two people turned him in, and they basically had to have a meeting with him and asked him what was his intent on this emoji. An emoji, a laughing face. You know, the emoji, the laughing face. What was his intent? Did it have any racial backing to it? And why was he posting that on Facebook? I kid you not. That is how far-left liberal these universities have become now. Well, fast forward... These kids that are getting out of these universities for the last five, ten years, and now currently as well, 
They're in the workforce. They're in the job pool. They're out in society in their mid-20s and 30s now. And guess what? Most of them are so thin-skinned, they can't even have somebody ask them a question or address them without them freaking out and needing to go grab a can of Play-Doh and go sit in a safe space. That is one of the reasons why we have a populace that is so weak and unwilling to stand up and stand their ground and just take off a mask, something as minor as that. They won't even do that. Because they're so scared not only of the virus, they're also scared of the reprisal they're going to get from somebody looking at them negatively. Like Dad said, he talked to the guy when he was going into Greenwise that one day. The guy's wearing a mask, and Dad goes, hey, why are you wearing that? The guy goes, I don't know, man. He goes, I know they don't work. I know that this whole COVID thing's ridiculous, but I don't like the looks I get when I go inside. I don't like the looks I get when I go inside without a mask, so I'm going to strap a muzzle on my face to be compliant because I don't want to get a dirty look. Golly, what a thin-skinned country we've become. Stand up, my friends. Make your voice heard. Stand your ground and continue to raise little Americans in this country, Dad. You know, Austin, uh, it's, tr- it's true. I mean, we've become so, so thin-skinned. You can't say anything to anybody anymore. And, but they can come up to you. And they can chew you out, you know, if you're in Greenwise, which I've had happen twice now, which I chewed them out back. Don't worry about that, guys. I took care of that. And uh, now that I've gone, now I've gone in there and I haven't had any more issues at all. Greenwise is a, is a health food store that's operated and maintained through the Publix grocery store chain. Good people in Lakeland, good Greenwise. I highly recommend the store. Now they don't say anything to you about masks anymore at all, period. But, you know, there was a while there when the nightmare people who were going in there were trying to harass people for not wearing masks and very rarely was it ever an employee because Greenwives the one we go to in Lakeland is in the county and they never had a mask ordinance it was always other people who were basically you know shopping there they were the, basically the customers they were harassing other customers and I mean it's ludicrous by the way Texas is now suing Georgia Michigan and Pennsylvania and Wisconsin at the Supreme Court over election rules. And this is the Breitbart article. The state of Texas has filed a lawsuit directly with the U.S. Supreme Court shortly before midnight on Monday, challenging the election procedures in Georgia, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin on the grounds that they violate the Constitution of the United States of America. Texas argues these states violated the electors' cause of the Constitution because they made changes to voting rules and procedures, excuse me, through the courts or through executive actions but not through the state legislatures. In other words, they did it through their governors, primarily, through executive orders. Additionally, Texas argues that there were differences in voting rules and procedures in different counties within the states, violating the Constitution's Equal Protection Clause. Finally, Texas argues that there were voting irregularities in these states as a result of the above. Now, that's a pretty clean action. That's pretty clean, because now they can't say, well, this votes this and this votes that. Now they're saying the entire process is corrupt because of executive actions against the legislatures. So hopefully that one will go through, and hopefully we'll get some changes in the voting. Now, guys, listen to me. Whether Trump gets in or Biden gets in with with Harris, you know, at this point, we're going to find out who's going to win this just in a few weeks. But the reality is, it's the next election that we're thinking about right now. we got to clean this mess up. And we don't want to fall into a doggone third-world banana republic status with the entire universe and the planet where we live on. We're going to have to clean this mess up. We can't allow this to continue like this. And All these election procedures have to be fixed. 
And like I said the other day, we've got to go back to paper ballots that are not connected to the Internet where they can be hacked. We have to have these things processed and read with counters that don't automatically change elections. And all that stuff has to be tested. Run a thousand ballots through there and test it and make it 50-50 when you fill out the ballots. And the results should come back 50-50. And if they don't, something's wrong with the counting machine. It's not complicated. It's just something that's going to have to be done. But I'm glad Texas is doing that. By the way, John Whitehead had a wonderful commentary from the Rutherford Institute. I like him because he's a true erudite. He's really, really smart. I like the way the guy writes. And he says, the evasion of the body snatchers, psychological warfare disguised as a pandemic threat. Now, this is what Austin had basically alluded to a few minutes ago. And then he quotes a movie from The Body Snatchers from 1956. If you guys haven't seen it, you need to watch it. The, the, the quote is, look, you fools, you're in danger. Can't you see they're after you? They're after all of us, our wives, our children. They're already here. You're next. Now, that's a quote. Now, again, I'm going to read you part of this and make some commentary with it. The nation is being overtaken by an alien threat. Funny he would use that word, isn't it? That invades bodies, alter minds, and transforms freedom-loving people into mindless, compliant, conforming, mobbed, intolerant of anyone who dares to be different let alone think for themselves. That is really well said. However, while Body Snatchers, the chilling 1956 film directed by Don Siegel, blames its woes on seed pods from outer space, the seismic societal shift taking place in America owes less to biological warfare relying on the COVID vaccine virus than it does to psychological warfare disguised as a pandemic threat. He's 100% right. This is psychological warfare being put onto the American population, brought to you by the Kabbalists, Luciferian, Sigmund Freud's nephew, Edward Bernays. He goes on to say, a science writer, David Robinson, explains, fears of contagion lead us to become more conformist and tribalistic and less accepting of eccentricity. In other words, he doesn't want to wear a mask. Our moral judgments become harsher and our social attitudes more conservative while considering issues such as immigration or sexual freedom and equality. Daily reminders of disease may even sway our political affiliations. Various experiments have shown that we become more conformist and respectful of convention when we feel the threat of a disease. In other words, we go along in order to allow the entire population to survive. It goes on to say, this is how you persuade a populace to voluntarily march in lockstep with a police state and police themselves and each other by ratcheting up the fear factor, exactly what Austin said, met it out carefully calibrated crisis at a time and teaching them to distrust any who diverge from that. In other words, basically, you're forcing everybody into conformity and obedience because you don't want them to be walking around without a mask because they could contaminate you. This is not a new experiment in mind control. The powers to be, and I'm going to add in the Kabbalists, have been pushing our buttons and hurting us along like cattle since World War II, at least starting with the Japanese, I will say, false flag attacks on Pearl Harbor instituted by communist Roosevelt, who set up an eight-step protocol to force Japan to attack the United States in order to get the United States into World War II. But it also unified the American people in their opposition to a common enemy. It did do that because we had another Pearl Harbor event with what we're doing right now with the COVID. We are unifying the American people in their opposition to a common enemy. What did George Bush say, the dumb one? 
he said very clearly, he said, you're either with the terrorists or you're with us, okay? You're either with the vaccine or you're with the doggone coronavirus. I mean, this is the same thing over and over and over again. The fear of attack by foreign threats, conveniently torqued up by the growing military-industrial complex, in turn gave rise to the Cold War Red Scare, promulgated through government propaganda, paranoia, manipulation, anti-communist sentiments boiled over into mass hysteria that viewed anyone and everyone as suspect. Your friends, the next-door neighbor, even your family members could be a communist subversive. They did this to us in the 50s. And the funny thing about it is, they were basically supporting communism and supporting the Soviet Union, the Rothschilds were, at the same time they were doing this to us. They were playing both sides against the middle because they're the ones running central banks in both countries. Remember that. And what was funny, I remember, Austin, them telling us to hide under desks in case of a nuclear attack. Okay, we're having a nuclear attack drill. I'm like, I'm like six years old, seven years old. I'm thinking this is like real, right, because I'm in a theta brainwave say, we're having a nuclear attack drill. Get under your desk right now. Scare the little children. Now, let me, say, let, me, let me share something with you guys. Newsflash. If we had a nuclear attack, you know, the whole room was glass. It wouldn't make one bit of difference if you were under your desk or not. You're going to die. Period. This is the way it was going to happen. But they didn't want you to think like that. They wanted to keep you in fear all the time. It's always fear. And so this thing with this, this vaccine, this thing with 9-11, this thing with World War One, with World War Two, with the Korean War, with the Vietnam War, it's all being orchestrated and brought to you by the Kabbalists. That's what the, that's who's doing all of this stuff. And we've got to understand that because remember, these guys are the ones that are the wizards and the warlocks and who are in touch with these quote unquote other entities, and they're being told what to do. And that's what the whole thing's all about. Here's another part of that article. It says, as we've seen since 9/11 and more recently with the COVID lockdowns. Those in power have always had a pennant for enacting extreme measures to combat perceived threats. However, unlike the modern American police state, the American government of the 1950s did not have at its disposal the arsenal of invasive technologies that are now an intrinsic part of our modern surveillance state. You're like your cell phones tracking you, listening to every single phone call that you make. You know, now with the COVID pandemic and its offshoots, such as contract tracing and immunity passports, the government landscape is even more invasive. Yet no matter the threat, the underlying principle remains the same. Can we hold on to our basic freedoms and avoid succumbing to the soul-sucking dredge of conformity that threatens our very humanity? Guys, I urge you to read this article. We've got it posted at the Health Masters website. But remember... It's not the communists or the terrorists or the COVIDs or the viral pandemics that threaten our well-being. The real enemy here, according to this article, and he's 100% right, is an invasive government measure, and I will say being orchestrated by the Kabbalists with their Luciferian interface, something that we now see happening across the country, and thus totalitarian conformity. And resistance must be against all government measures that threaten our civil liberties and against all kinds of conformity, no matter the shape, the size, the color, or the package it comes in. And guys, he's absolutely right. You see, this is where we have to be. We have to be in a position in our lives where we say, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to wear a mask. You say, well, why do you guys always talk about the mask? Guys, If you, what I just said, if you don't get why the mask, it's because of psychological conformity. They want you to wear a mask so you will go along with the next command they give you. That's what this is all about. 
They want you to wear a mask so you will stay at home and starve to death. They want you to wear a mask that you will lose your job. They want you to wear a mask so you will lose your home. They want you to wear a mask they put you into a FEMA camp and feed you and disarm you. That's what this is. That's where it starts. And you can't give them the first domino. Period. Because once those dominoes start dropping, it doesn't stop with these clowns. Oh, American population is so dumbed down. Oh, the world population is so dumbed down now. Look at these stupid people wearing masks. Look at what they're doing. They're ready for a complete and total Luciferian takeover. That's what they're thinking, guys. And don't think they're not, because they are. It's part of what they do. It's the constant. Like I told you last week when I did that show, these entities that are ruling this planet, they don't have a 40 or 50 or 60 or 70 or 100-year lifespan. Some of these things live for thousands of years. Who knows? Maybe tens of thousands of years. I mean, how old is Lucifer? I mean, good grief. How old is this thing that's running around doing all of this stuff? Is he really, really like millions of years old? I don't know. But the point is they don't see their goals as being a big deal if it takes 100 or 200 years. They don't see that. It's all about subjection and destroying what God created to be good. Now, we know the recorded history of the planet supposedly is around 10,000 years, but we have structures that are much older. But we do know this, that the entities that have been involved with all of this since the beginning, with the book of Genesis, when God talks about Lucifer coming into the garden, they've been around since the beginning of this planet, since God created us, and they've been doing their mischief, if you want to call it that, or their dastardly deeds, if you want to call it that, since the beginning of recorded history. So guys, stay frosty and remember that Jesus Christ is the answer. God is the author. He's, he's, he's the author. He's, 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 he's beginning. He's the end. He's the alpha. He's the omega. He knows what's going on. Keep your faith in Jesus. He is the author. He is the finisher. He is the perfecter of our faith. We've not been born of a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. Stay relaxed. Just go, you know, when they do pilot training, remember that guy a few years ago when he landed in the Hudson River? Listen to the t cockpit recording of him. The guy's flying. Just took a bird strike in the right engine. Yep, just hit the bird strike in the left engine. Yep, engines are out. We're at X amount of feet. We have X amount of glide slope. You know, we can't make it back. Just, I mean, just as calm as ice. Uh, looks like we're going to be landing in the Hudson now. And you're like, you know, you think he'd be pulling his hair out and screaming. He didn't do that. Why? Because he had the exact same scenario, probably done dozens if not hundreds of times with engine losses in the simulator on that exact same plane. And he had already negotiated the plane to safe landings multiple, multiple times as part of his training. So when the engines go out, he goes, well, looks like we're going into the Hudson. Sorry, can't make it back to the airport. Everybody's going, everybody's freaking out. All the guys in the, in the control towers are freaking out. The guys at air traffic control are freaking out. They're like, oh, my gosh, they're all running around. Gunsville would be really wild in German. And running around doing all this crazy stuff, trying to figure out what he's doing. He's off the radar. What are we going to do? And he's sitting there just flying the plane. Just That's one of the key things they teach you, because I have friends of mine who are pilots. No matter what happens, what emergency situation you get into, fly the plane. Guys, live your life. Live your life. Don't allow fear to paralyze you. It is the faith killer. It is the mind killer. It is the spirit killer. It kills everything. Fear. We're not born of a spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind. Don't allow yourself to get caught up in this mess. I know people that are completely debilitated from this now. They're so scared. They don't, they're scared to come out of their houses. Why? Guys, it doesn't make any difference. You know, 
we are still under the protection of Lord God Almighty, the great I Am. You're in covenant with Him through Christ Jesus. Walk in faith and realize that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And this is the day the Lord hath made. And we will rejoice and we will be glad in it. And we will have a positive attitude because we can control that. They don't want you to have that. Think on the good things, the Bible says. Don't think on all that negative stuff. I love you guys. I appreciate you. I had the opportunity to pray for you again today. You guys are absolutely awesome. Awesome. Go ahead and finish the show, and I will talk to you guys tomorrow. Absolutely, guys. And also, too, this is interesting news. I just saw this from overnight. The Wisconsin National Guard actually has now put out basically a uh, news bulletin. Is they had an F-16 fighter jet crash last night in Michigan. And they're saying that it was basically a routine training mission. However, there's no cause of the crash as far as what they're saying, and they still have not been able to find the pilot, which is very odd, considering a lot of those things have GPS locators. I'm sure they'll find out where he is soon, but apparently this happened last night. And uh, interesting to see, though, because those F-16s are generally pretty reliable planes. Obviously, they have to be maintained, but, I mean, that's that's old-school plane technology. So, I mean, it's generally pretty easy to keep those operational and uh, odd to see that that happened. I don't know what's going on up there, uh, but I feel like there's definitely something else that happened besides an F-16 had a routine training mission and crashed, and then the pilot disappeared. Was he in a dogfight with something? Was there something else going on up there? Don't know. But uh, definitely something interesting to keep an eye out on. Also, too, I told you guys a couple weeks ago, in Baltimore they were having issues, allegedly, with gangs robbing USPS and FedEx and UPS and Amazon trucks, some cases actually stealing the trucks. Well, now, apparently, due to the massive amount of transit of product and cargo this year, especially because so many people are ordering stuff at home, UK gangs now have now gone to daring highway raids to steal PlayStation 5s, TVs, phones, and a host of other compounds. They basically said now at least 27 trucks have been raided on the highway by highway bandits. They said something out of a Fast and the Furious or Grand Theft Audio video game. Detectives are worried that criminals will be stepping up highway robberies ahead of Christmas. And again, this is something that's not new. I mean, stealing products and robbing trucks and cargo and packages, this isn't a new thing. I told you guys before, this goes all the way back to the old Western times in the United States. You can look at that, where basically stagecoaches were getting robbed and people were riding shotgun. But what an interesting state that the world is turning into now, that that is actually starting to come back in high prevalence. I'm sure it's always happened before. Not something that's, you know, an abnormal behavior, but definitely something to this level and this frequency is definitely becoming abnormal. This is why I continue to tell everybody, stay armed, stay prepped, and if you are going to stay armed, know how to use your firearm. I know ammo's gotten expensive, but even going out and training a mag or two and practicing on your reloads, because that's what I've, I've always been a big proponent of this, and I encourage a lot of people to do it, especially in an ammo shortage, is if you're going out and you're going on someplace you can go train and move and practice cover, practice with low round count mags. So at least you're having to constantly practice those mag changes over and over and over again. Mag changes are a very, very crucial aspect of being able to stay in a gunfight because a lot of times people are so, how should I say, I've been placed with people before, when they get some training, they, the gun goes dry, and the first thing you do is look at it for a second. Oh, whoa, what's going on with it? 
Dude, it doesn't matter. Drop the mag, you know, rack another one in, rack and tap and go. You know, if you have a malfunction, the same thing. So practice on some of that stuff. That's another thing you can do, too, is you can get dummy rounds. I've got a few of those that I've used numerous times, like 9mm, 45, and 5.56 dummy rounds. And have your friends load up mags. And so load up, you know, three, four, five, six hot rounds in a mag. And somewhere in there, put a dummy round which means, you know, the weapon will cycle as far as it'll push it in the battery, but then you click, it's dead. There's nothing going on with it. So you've got to figure out how to clear the malfunction. That's definitely another good thing to practice, too, and try to push some high-stress scenario on it. You can usually have somebody yelling in the background and uh, get the gun practicing. But there's a lot of stuff you can do, even with only expending a few rounds and practicing and getting some training in. So I encourage a lot of people to do that. Also, too, in the U.K., as everybody knows, Britain pretty much approved the Pfizer vaccine now. A lot of people have seen that. They're rolling it out now first, I mean, wide open. Now, it's crazy about it. Just now, yesterday, they came out and they said, uh, by the way, we want to give everybody an update. If any patients have any histories of having a powerful allergic overreaction, meaning you have severe allergies, uh, you should avoid taking this vaccine. That was it. As ominous as it can get, that was it. If you have a, re- a history of powerful allergic overreaction, you do not want to take this vaccine. Well, for a report published by a professor news agency like Reuters, Reuters the details were surprisingly vague since a huge number of people all over the world have allergies to something. I mean, a lot of people are allergic to something. What in the world are we supposed to be looking at if we're allergic to? This, again, is another reason why I've told everybody, stay away from this sludge they're trying to inject in everybody right now. They're telling us what it's going to do to you. They're giving us the reports on the severe adverse reactions. They're telling us the people that are dying on it. They're letting you know what it's going to do to you. Remember, if you listen to somebody close enough, they'll tell you their intent. And what's interesting individual came out basically on Twitter and they said, as someone who has many allergies, I wish we had more info on which allergens were an issue as any person with a history of significant allergic reaction to vaccines, medicine, or food should not receive the Pfizer vaccine is pretty doggone vague and again, it's supposed to be they don't want to tell you what's going on, they don't want to give you all the truth, they like to give you little snippets so you can make your own decision this is why I've continued to tell everybody, remember what the word consent means. You have the right and the ability to consent to this. Medical injections into your body under law, under human rights law, have to be a consent. The more people that say, no, I'm not going to consent to this, why am I going to take a vaccine for a virus that's been out for an entire year now that has a 99.98% survivability rate in the vast majority of the population? Why in the world would I take something like that? Well, the answer is you shouldn't. But that's not what they want. They want you to consent voluntarily. This is why everybody needs to continue to wake up. Stand your ground and get the truth out there. Thank you again for supporting Health Masters. Thank you again for supporting local businesses and not supporting Amazon. Thank you again for making Health Masters your number one supplement. Stop and shop. And uh, that's why we still do the best we can to take care of everybody. 
we ship product out as fast as we can get it. I know a lot of stuff has been being delayed by UPS and Priority Mail due to the massive amount of traffic. I understand that, so please be aware of that. We're aware of it. We're working with them, really trying to fight to push stuff through faster as we can, but it's just part of it right now because the massive influx of traffic and packages, but we are getting stuff out in most cases same day. And uh, so again, thank you for that. If you have any questions, feel free to give us a call. We have a phone number that we pick up every single day, nine to five. We're not going to send you to a call center in India. We're not going to make you sit on hold for 45 minutes and push 10 different prompts. Now, sometimes we're really busy. You may have to sit on hold for a few minutes while another rep gets to you here in the office, but we always answer the phone. So thank you again for supporting Health Masters. If you need anything, be sure to check out the website. Lots of different specials and products on the website, as always, including the product of the week, which won today, the new one I'll be changing over here shortly, and that is the Super Food Complete. Really popular product, great product if you're working out, great meal replacement product. I'll be putting that on sale today, so be sure to check that out. On top of that, also the Ultimate Multiple Powder, on our winter sale right now for 20% off, one of our top selling products. I use it every day. I just had some with my breakfast shake right before the show. So be sure to check that out on the website at Health Masters. And again, I encourage everybody, thank you for spreading the truth. Thank you for talking to people. And thank you for just encouraging people and just trying to wake people up the best you can. We're all in this together. You guys have a blessed, safe, awesome night. I'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. 